Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Nicole Burke about her wedding at Walt Disney World. You may recall that Nicole was my guest on the first steps for the newly engaged 2018 edition episode of the podcast, and now you are going to get to hear how everything turned out for her. So welcome, Nicole. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. Thanks so much for being on the show. (laughs) I can't wait to hear how everything turned out. Let's back up. For those who haven't listened to your other episode of the show, how did you guys decide that you wanted to get married at Disney in the first place? So we actually had a huge at-home wedding planned, and my fiancé at the time got into the State Police Academy here. And we just realized that having the big at-huge home wedding wasn't what we wanted to do. So we called off everything while he was in the academy and decided to plan a Disney wedding. Okay, interesting. So what did your friends and family say when they found out that you were doing this instead of the original plan? I think they were a little bit skeptical because they weren't really sure what to expect because if you're not doing research on Disney weddings, you'd have no idea what they entail or what they're made up of. So they were a little bit skeptical in the beginning, but then as it got closer, they got really excited about it. Oh, that's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We had 27 make the trip and we invited right around 40 people. Okay, interesting. Now, how did you guys choose your ceremony and reception venues? I always knew I wanted the wedding pavilion were religious, so it just had that chapel feel to it. And then we originally had the attic booked when we first talked to our sales consultant. We wanted like a laid back venue and our guest count exceeded the maximum amount of people for the attic. So we moved to California Grill as a more intimate space. Okay. And then there were actually two other venues that you ended up getting to use that I would love to talk about. One is the Dinosaur Lounge at Animal Kingdom, which you used for your welcome party. And I got to say, Disney's website makes it look like a 1990s time capsule. But you were saying that you really ended up liking it. Can you tell my listeners a bit about it? I definitely agreed with the 90s time capsule look of it. So when we were planning our welcome party we were originally in Disney Springs and they weren't as accommodating as Disney was with their menu choices and we had a vegetarian in the group and they just weren't willing to accommodate us so when I went back to Disney the whole wedding day was about the fairy tale aspect and everything like that and Joey doesn't really care about any of that so (laughs) when we went back to Animal Kingdom which is his favorite park they gave us some suggestions and we really wanted Tamu Tamu Courtyard And they told us it would have to be after the park closed. So we'd be there till like midnight or 1 a.m. And with a 9.30 a.m. ceremony the next day, that just wasn't happening. So they suggested that if we wanted to have it during park hours, we could use the dinosaur lounge. And I wasn't thrilled with the dinosaur lounge with the pictures that they sent and 
But going back and forth, that was the only venue that we were actually able to use during the day, so we took it. But the pictures that our photographer captured make it look a lot better than the Disney website pictures do, I think. <laughs> and um, we dressed it up with, like, tablecloths and a little bit of floral. So that kind of dressed it up a little bit, too. Okay, great. And the flow of the space, everything else worked great? Yeah. All right, neat. And then the other location that you kind of got to use accidentally was your dessert party got moved indoors to the Imagination Pavilion DVC Lounge, which you can actually book for events if you get permission from the park, but not a lot of people have used it yet. How did you like that venue? It was really nice. I've never been in the DVC Lounge. We aren't DVC members. And I was kind of confused when our planner called us and said we'd be moved there because the DVC lounge is for DVC members. So we were really excited about it. And it was neat to go up there and get to see it. And the one thing I was curious about is, to me, the whole advantage of that space is the beautiful soaring glass ceiling with the crazy views of Epcot. When you were there at night, was it kind of like, oh, it's just a big black sky? Or did it still feel like I noticed there were lights on in your photos. So it wasn't like you were totally in a cave or something. Yeah, we still got the really awesome views of everything. Our guests really liked it. And our wedding was in August, so they were really excited that they were in the air conditioning and not outside because it was really hot. (laughs) (laughs) And then what venue had you booked originally for your fireworks dessert party? UK Lockside. Okay. Did they let you go out and see the fireworks at all, or was the whole thing moved inside? They originally told us that we were going to be in the DVC lounge, and then... We'd be moved outside for fireworks, and they came up to us about 15 minutes before the fireworks and said, it's going to rain, we have ponchos, we're just going to have to go with it, and our photographer kind of like gave me a word look like, oh goodness, it's going to be a disaster, but in the end, it like stopped raining, and we were able to go outside, which was really nice, and no one had to wear ponchos. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, that's great. So did you guys have a theme for your wedding? We really didn't have a theme. We used like a Cinderella color scheme, but not really a theme. Okay, got it. So when you were planning or looking for floral and decor, what kinds of things were you keeping an eye out for? I like the sparkly things like that. The Napa room actually came with free centerpieces. So we ended up using those as a way to like kind of cut costs back on floral. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. Was it because some other event was in there or something? No, our floral person during our planning session actually pulled them up. We had a really amazing floral person, and I flat out told her that we're not big on flowers. We didn't want to spend a lot on floral. So she pulled up the free centerpieces in the Napa room, and we got so many compliments on them, and I was like, oh, they were free. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And then did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your reception? We had a DJ, which I was kind of unsure of for a brunch wedding if it would go over well, and people were dancing. We also had a shortened reception, though, so I feel like if it was a drug-out five-hour reception, I don't know if people would have danced as much as they did. We also had Mickey at our reception. Got it. Okay, great. And do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you can recommend? We did the churro cake for our reception. We also did the cookies and cream filling with, I think it was just the white cake. So we really loved both of those. And then the California Grill has a limited menu for their brides. So we mixed the Barstow lunch menu and I think it's the Catalina brunch menu together. So everyone raved about the mashed potatoes, which I thought was really weird, but 
that was everybody's favorite thing that they still talk about. Joey's like, can we have another event there so we could eat mashed potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What kinds of stuff did you have at your dessert party? We had the donuts flambe, which were a huge hit. We did cheesecake trios, which were little mini cheesecakes. And then we had the novelties and Mickey pretzels. Right. Now, can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? So we had hair and makeup arrive at 3.30 a.m. They were there till about 6.30, and our photographer came around 6.30. So we did getting ready photos from 6.30 to 7.30. 8 o'clock, we did our first look. From 8 to 9.15, we did pre-ceremony photos. We had a 9.30 a.m. ceremony. And then we had the shortened reception from 10.30 to 1.30. And then we kept our photographer for another hour from 1.30 to 2.30 to do extra photos around the monorail resorts. Got it. And then what time was your dessert party? I think our dessert party began at 7.30 with the weather back up. Got it. Now, that's something you mentioned. And I know I often recommend to couples that they shorten their reception in order to save money. What was the impetus there for you guys to have a shorter reception? We were actually the mini wishes package, so our reception was short and naturally. Disney doesn't offer that anymore, though, as we know. Ah, got it. Okay. But if you do want to save money now, you still can have a shorter reception if you want. And where you would be saving money for listeners who are interested in this option is on the bar, mostly. And then Mm -hmm. if you lop it off on the cocktail hour side, then you could also save money on having appetizers and stuff because you can just go directly to your reception with your guests. They don't have to wait around for you to take photos. And then you start eating, which as a guest, I always like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our planner had a mini cocktail hour set up just because we were kept at the wedding pavilion for a little longer than our guests to do photos. We did all of our photos with our parents and our siblings prior to the ceremony because we had the first look. So afterwards, it was just Joey and I at the wedding pavilion. So they had like fruit and bagels out as people were arriving, but we were able to be at the start of the reception with our guests. So that was really nice. Neat. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? We really were big on entertainment. So when I was actually planning the welcome party, I was stressing out because there was no entertainment. So I added Safari Goofy in as a surprise for my fiance at the time. So I feel like our welcome party would have been kind of bland without him because we were all kind of just sitting there. Um, (laughs) And then we had Mickey, like I said, at the reception and the DJ. So we focused our budget very heavily into those. Okay, great. And then where were places that you saved your money or you saved your time? We definitely didn't have a ton of floral. So in the beginning, they have you add all these things onto your BEO, like the aisle runner and the aisle pedals and the centerpieces. And when we got our BEO back, we were cutting everything off of it. And the free centerpieces worked just as good as ones that would have cost $100. We got rid of our aisle runner, which nobody missed the day of, and focused that money more on, like I said, entertainment. Interesting. Okay. Now, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I really loved our first look. A lot of people go back and forth on the first look, but I'm really glad that we did it in the end. It just saved so much hassle and like nerves throughout the day. So we were really happy that we ended up doing one. That's great. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? We had a couple things go wrong. So our planner went on maternity leave probably about a month before our wedding. So there was just a miscommunication, I feel like, between her and our new planner. 
So when we actually got our final BEO back, it was like three days before the wedding. We had added some things on, added guest counts and moved things around a little bit. They were telling us we owed $3,000 like two days before the wedding, which had me freaked out. And they ended up not including our Safari Goofy money and that because it was on a totally separate BEO, but it was still in the total on our invoice. So it was really weird. So they missed that. So I called them and had to have that corrected. And there was also a bubble in our cake during our reception. And I pointed it out and they were just like, oh, we're sorry. So that kind of made me a little bit upset. And then our dessert party transportation picked us up late. So we were late for our dessert party. And then they never showed up at the end to take us back. So Epcot took us back in a private company car. Wow, that is interesting. Now, I hesitate to ask this, but were they one-way vans? Because the planners always warn you that this will happen with one-way vans, and I've never heard of it actually happening. But it's- It was a town car. Oh, okay. So suppose we got moved to weather backup, and it was pouring when they came to pick us up, and they couldn't. And I called my planner and said, you know, can they pick us up closer to our building rather than at the entrance? Because it was a far walk. We were further back at our resort. And she was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. So they were, couldn't find us. They were late picking us up. And then they never showed up at the end. Wow. That's disappointing. Yeah. And then did Disney resolve this in any way? Did you get a credit or anything? They refunded us the cost of the town car, yeah. Okay, got it. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or was stressing you out and then it turned out not to be a big deal? We were stressing out because we had Mickey and Minnie originally on the BEO and we ended up cutting Minnie just to have a little bit extra wiggle room for the welcome party. And I was stressing out that everyone would be like, where's Minnie? And nobody cared. And even my maid of honor while I was planning, she's like, I don't know how you can have Mickey without Minnie. And the day off, she's like, I didn't even notice that she wasn't there. Like, it was just, like, I'll go so fast. <laughs> Hopefully Minnie doesn't listen to the Disney wedding podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also stressed out about Cinderella's coach for the longest time. In the beginning, they're like, oh, just add it on if you're even thinking of having it. And I was like, oh, yeah, just add it on and we can cut it later. But it was such like a painful thing to cut for some reason. And I ended up cutting it. And like three days later, I was driving my fiance crazy. Like, oh, I should have kept it. And he called them and made them put it back on. So. <laughs> <laughs> so now having ridden in it, was it worth it? It was. I think you really have to make it worth it in your own eyes. It's kind of weird. My maid of honor and my bridesmaid said it wasn't like they wouldn't have paid the money for it. But I think it was worth every cent. And that's what matters. <laughs> and my husband said it wasn't worth it either, but I thought it was, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he got his safari goofy. You had your carriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I don't think I would have picked a summer month for our wedding. I was like, oh, it won't be that hot. But when you're in full wedding attire and a ball gown and my husband was wearing his tux, it was really, really hot. <laughs> oh, that's a good tip. Any other tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? I think we could have scaled back on our dessert party menu a little bit. We had a brunch wedding, like I had mentioned previously, and we weren't even hungry by the time we got to the dessert party. I was like, oh, we have to eat again. Like, And you feel <laughs> obligated to eat because you paid all this money for food. So I definitely would have scaled that back a little bit. Interesting. Okay, that's a good tip. And then our bridal party caused a lot of drama during planning. There were people dropping out, people who couldn't make it last minute. So I don't think going back, I would have had a bridal party from the beginning and just had our friends come and had a good time rather than 
having all that additional stress during planning. I got to say, that's my number one tip for cutting stress for a wedding. (laughs) And I read that. I didn't listen to you. I should have listened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean to wag my finger at you. (laughs) (laughs) I just, for anyone listening to this, you will save yourself so much heartache and your friends will be so much happier to just be guests and not have to be in a bridal party and be at your beck and call and all of that stuff. It was fun to get ready with everybody and it was fun having them around and we're very appreciative that everyone came down, but they could have came down and not been a part of it too, so... Got it. Is there any place online where listeners can read about or see photos of your day? Everything is public on my Facebook profile, so everything's on there. Okay, great. And I will get some photos from you and put them in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Perfect. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>